Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Psalm 119.9, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the word of God. So, water symbolizes the Holy Spirit and the word of God. So they gather at the water gate, and Ezra brings out the book of the law. And men and women are listening. He's preaching to all who could hear with understanding. Look at verse 2. And he stood before the people, 13 priests total, six on the left, seven on the right. He taught all who could hear and understand. And this is the first and primary goal of the preacher teacher. People listen. This is the first and primary goal of the preacher teacher is to cause people to understand the word of God. If people don't leave with a better understanding of God's word, you failed. If people leave having been entertained, you failed. If people leave having had some great illustrations spoken to them, you failed. If people leave admiring you, you're so great, you're so good looking, you failed. If people leave and they don't have a better understanding of God's word, you failed and you will be accountable to the Lord for that failure. Notice in verse 3, Ezra stood before the people from morning till midday. They read the word of God. Think about that. Six hours they were attentive to the word of God. Six hours. Some people have problems focusing for six minutes. Six hours. And some of y'all say my sermons are long. My sermons are short. This is six hours. They stood listening to the word of God. Somebody once said, the brain cannot absorb what the seat cannot endure. That's true. But understand the scene. For six hours, people are attentive to the word of God. For six hours, the law was spoken. For six hours, the spirit of God was moving. For six hours, the people's hearts were touched. The people were attentive to the book. When Ezra opened the book, verse 5, the people stood up because they had respect for the word of God. They recognized it was the word of God and not men. And today, saints, listen to me. Look at me. Today, it is sad in the church that we don't respect the word of God as we should reverence the word of God. Do you understand? This is the word of God. This is the Bible. This book is holy. And we should respect it as such. I don't think we have the same respect that they had in 
even that our grandparents had toward this book. You, I remember a time if you dropped the Bible. Remember y'all, anybody remember that? If you dropped the Bible accidentally, people go, oh, man, you're going to hell. You, you dropped you drop the, drop the Bible. You don't drop the Bible. You don't drop the Bible. Because it's holy. It's, it's a holy book. And, and no, the leather bound is not holy and the paper is made of trees. It's not holy. No, but the words that are written thereon are holy. Am I right about it, saints? They're holy. It's a whole word of God. And I think that it would serve us well to respect it. Gosh, are we losing that word in our culture? Respect. We talked about authority and leadership last week. Now we're talking about respecting the word of God. When God's word is taught, listen, Calvary Chapel, listen, I'm your pastor. If you're visiting, thank you for coming. Calvary Chapel, I'm talking to you as your pastor. Let's be respectful people toward the word of God. When God's word is taught, I'm going to wait while you clap your hands. It's all right. I'll wait. When God's word is being taught, let's respect that. Don't, you know, don't walk don't walk out when somebody's preaching God's word, whether you're in this church or you're in some other church. Don't get up and walk out when somebody's preaching the word of God. Don't do that. It feels disrespectful, doesn't it? And people don't say stuff like this anymore because it's just not PC. I mean, everybody come to church, you do what you want to do. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm picked out. I got that. Somebody need to tell you what to do. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he right. Right. Don't do that. It's disrespectful. It just feels disrespectful. I'm a pastor, and I see it. I actually see it all the time. And, and, And I don't speak for myself. I speak for pastors around the country. I speak for pastors around the world. It's disrespectful when God's word is being taught for people to get up and walk out. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times when you have to get up and walk. Listen, if you're about to bring it up and it's coming and you got, listen, by all means, please go. All right? Please, you know, you just go, please go. There's a time. Yeah, you got to go. I get that. But just because, you know. Well, he's going a little bit longer than I thought, and I was, you know what, I had my pizza ready to be picked up at, uh, at 11.15, and that's why they went to 11.17, that's just too long. <laughs> really, for real, for real. Let's respect God's word. The people respect God. Let me tell you something, and if you respect God's word, God, God will respect you. God respects you because you respect his word. You reverence his word. The people reverence the word of God because they understood it was the word of God and not the word of men. It was a holy book. All the people thanked God by saying amen and amen and lifting their hands and giving thanks and they worship and they bow. And no two things that you must see. I'm, I'm coming in for Lanny, but no two things you must see in verse eight. Look at verse eight. Two things. Number one, taking notes, they read distinctly. Number one. And number two, they gave the sense. They read distinctly and they gave the sense. They read distinctly. That means the preacher should be clear and speak clearly and should be easy to understand when he's speaking the Bible, when he's teaching the Bible. Read distinctly. Every word distinctly. Read the Bible 
every word. Help people to understand the word. Don't seek to impress people and entertain people. Read the Bible and read it distinctly. Second, they gave the sense. The preacher should communicate the sense of the passage. It's not only to communicate the words that are on the page, but a good teacher gives you the sense of what's going on, on, the, on the, with the words on the page. The background and the history and the heart of the people and what's going on. They're giving you this. That's Bible teaching. Where they're giving them the sense of what's being taught. The preacher should communicate the sense. Not his own agenda or his favorite topics, but help people to understand the word of God. Isaiah tells us, and it's a great memory verse, saints. Isaiah 28.10, great memory verse on how God's word should be taught. For precept must be upon precept, precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. You know what? I just want to hear it. Y'all read it with me. Precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. That's how God's word, that's how God's word should be taught. Precept upon precept. So idea from the Old Testament, idea from the New Testament, a precept from the New Testament, precept from the Old Testament, put them together. We, we understand this is what the word of God says. Line upon line, here a little and there a little. That's how God's word should be taught. Verse by verse. And when you teach verse by verse, saints, listen, it is safe. Verse by verse is safe and it keeps the preacher balanced. And let's the Bible say what the Bible says and not what you wanted to say. Verse by verse is safe. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. It keeps the preacher safe. It keeps the preacher balanced. It keeps the preacher so that just when you think you understood something over here where you keep on reading verse by verse and you come across something that conflicts what you thought you understood over here. And now you got to go and reconcile those things in the scripture to see what the scripture has to say and where's the balance. You can find yourself out of balance when you only teach topical. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with topical. There's nothing wrong with topical. As a matter of fact, we've been doing a topical for four weeks. Commitment to the local church. I don't have a problem with topical. I will tell you something. For me, topicals are hard. Topicals are hard for me. Verse by verse is easier. It's easier. If we end at verse 16, we're picking up at verse 17 next Sunday. It's easier because you know where we're going. Not that y'all read ahead, but that was, remember I read y'all? I read y'all a statistic last week that said you don't do that. Most people don't. But it also... Once you teach verse by verse and you're, you've, you understand the who, what, when, where, and why, and you understand the background, you understand the history, you understand the foundation and why the writer is writing and what he's writing about, well, then just trekking through the scriptures and going verse by verse is just easier for me. It's easier. C.A. Spurgeon said this. He said, it's an excellent thing that the gospel is taught to us by degrees, it is not forced upon men's minds all at once, but it comes thus, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. God does not flash the everlasting daylight on weak eyes in one blaze of glory. 
But there is at first a dim dawn and the soft incoming of tender light for tender eyes. And so by degrees we see. Listen, we can't receive everything that God has for us at once. Do you know if God gave you everything at once, you'd blow up? You probably would because it's like so much. There's so much. So God gives you knowledge in degrees. And that's what the Bible says. That even your salvation and your, your spiritual life is being changed from glory to glory. From glory to glory. You're growing and growing and growing and growing. You don't just become a baby Christian. All of a sudden, boom, you're a theologian. It doesn't happen like that. You grow. God gives us his word in degrees. It's interesting. That's why you can go to the word of God and, and see something now and five years from now and go right back to that very same text and see something completely different. Because God opens your eyes in degrees. Verse 9, he, uh, uh, Nehemiah and 8, look at verse 9, tells us all the people wept when they heard the word of God. Why? Because there's power in the word of God. Am I right about him? Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper for the thing that I've sent it to do. The word of the Lord is power, and it never fails. And can I tell you something? It's an honor to teach God's word. It is an honor to teach the word. I love to teach the Bible. I love to teach the Bible. Teaching the Bible is my absolute favorite right thing to do. It is. I love to teach the Bible. I just think that um, I think that the Bible has everything that you need in it for life and godliness. And I think the Bible, and I really believe the Bible, has the power to change a person. I know because it changed me. And so, and I love, here's what I love. I love people having those aha moments because I see them from up here. Like when I'm teaching and I say something, you never knew that. And all of a sudden you see and you go, aha. It's almost like I see all these like light bulbs going over here throughout the audience. I love to see that. There's something very addicting about that. But I love the word of God. And it's certainly an honor to teach the word of God. And always remember that the power is in the word of God and not in your word. Amen. And that's why you should always remember, here it is, KISS. KISS. K-I-S-S. KISS. Keep it simple, sailor. I want to say sailor. You're in church, sailor. Keep it simple, sailor. Keep it simple. The most profound, deep theological teachings I've ever heard had the simplest teachings that I've ever heard. Even a child can understand. I really believe that that's why people come to Calvary Chapel, because no matter who's teaching the Bible, whether it's me or another pastor, it's always very simple. Whether it's Pastor Kevin or Pastor Nelson or Pastor Jim or Pastor Ralph, or it's always very simple. Anybody can understand it, and that's the way it should be, because the power is in the word. The power is not in the vessel. Am I right? God can use a donkey to teach the word. Don't y'all say nothing. Some of y'all thinking he does every week. Quiet. The word 
was heard. And it brought joy to the people. Isn't that something? But joy to the people. Brought conviction and about joy. Ezra, Nehemiah, and Levite said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Notice it doesn't say the joy in the Lord is your strength. It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. In other words, the joy belongs to the Lord. Keep in mind, these people had been carried away by Nebuchadnezzar. And now they're back in their homeland from Babylon. And they had been infected and affected by the Babylonian culture. And they had been, been desensitized to the word of God by being in Babylon. They had been desensitized to holiness and godliness and, 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 and walking in the things of God while being in Babylon. But now they're weeping and rejoicing and there is genuine repentance because of the word of God. There's real joy, holy joy, satisfying joy. They're overwhelmed with joy because of the word of God had become the center of their lives. We've been talking about our commitment to the mission of the local church. And our mission here at Calvary Chapel, as I've already told you, is teaching the word of God. And that's what God's called us to do and nothing more is to teach the word of God. And I'll tell you this. The word of God is the only lasting thing. The Bible says that the heavens and earth shall pass away, but his word shall never pass. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God endures forever. In other words, what God has spoken cannot be broken. And when everything else is long disappeared and gone, God's word will remain. When all other claims to the truth have had their say, the word of God will stand alone and it endures. Philosophies come and go, but God's word remains the abiding truth. This is the word of God. It's God's word yesterday and it's God's word today. And it will be God's word 5,000 years from now. Kingdoms will rise and fall. Ideas will come and go. The values of the world will change. But God's word remains the one constant thing in a world that is ever changing. And wouldn't you be, um, and wouldn't it be appropriate that we said that the people were excited because the word of God had become the center of their community now that they're back in their homeland. This is an interesting little factoid. We're talking about in the center, okay? Psalm 118, listen to me close, and we're going to come in for landing. Psalm 118 is the middle chapter of the entire Bible. Did you know? Psalm 118 is the middle chapter of the entire Bible. Psalm 117 before Psalm 118 is the shortest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119 after Psalm 118 is the longest chapter in the Bible. The Bible has 594 chapters before Psalm 118 and 594 chapters after Psalm 118. If you add up all the chapters except Psalm 118, you get a total of 1,188 chapters. 1,188 or Psalm 118 verse 8 is the middle verse of the entire Bible. Psalm 118 verse 8 is the middle verse of the entire Bible. And wouldn't you expect the central verse of the entire Bible to be something that is of an important message? Wouldn't you expect it? 
It is. Psalm 118 verse 8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Isn't that awesome? Better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Four commitments of the local church. Committed to one another in the local church. Committed to use your spiritual gifts in the local church. Committed to submit to the Lord in the local church. And committed to the overall mission of the local church. Now that we know these things, now what, you say, Pastor? What do we do? Listen, you get involved in helping make disciples. Get involved in the ladies' ministry. Get involved in the men's ministry. Get involved. Get involved somewhere serving. I've been telling you every week now for the last four weeks, and that has been the intention, is to stir you and to spur you on to get involved in the life of the church. Get involved. Greeters ministry, ushers ministry, uh, cafe, bookstore, children's ministry. All of these things help move the kingdom forward. Begin to use your gift, whatever it is. And maybe in that rare case, I do, people say, I, I think probably I would say the number one reason why people say that they're, they don't, they're not involved in ministry is because they don't have time. Listen, you make time for what you think is important. I think that's true. But just say, hypothetically, you really don't have time. Perhaps you're a doctor and you work in an ER and you're on call 27 what do they say? 24-7. You're on call 24-7, 365. You never have a day off, okay? Let's just say that. Well, maybe, just maybe, God, your gift, maybe God's giving you a gift to just give. Giving is a gift. Some people have a gift of generosity. Giving is a gift. Don't you understand? Listen, when you give, you set the church free to fulfill its mission of teaching the word of God and moving the kingdom forward. We can all be givers and we can all give to the kingdom. Bottom line, listen, saints, every church needs money to do what the King Jesus has commanded us to do. And when I say if you don't have a Bible, take one with you. Listen, that Bible is free to you. But it wasn't free. You have to buy them. It takes money to run the ministry. You got to buy goldfish for the kids. <laughs> crackers. It takes money. Goldfish crackers. Something like Y'all thinking of real goldfish, not those crackers. And it takes money. Crayons and all of these things. It takes electric. We're sitting in here. The lights are on. Yes. We're all enjoying the, the, the light. Yes. You can see me. I can see you. Amen. You can see your Bible. That's great. Oh, electric bill has to be paid. It costs money. So giving is a gift. Listen, give the church money. Oh, wait a minute. I, didn't, I don't know how that came out. That sound, I, I didn't mean, you know, y'all know what I mean. It didn't come out right. But be a blessing. That's, be a, amen. If you have a gift of giving, then I would just want to encourage you to exercise your gift. And, um, and I believe and decree and declare that you will. <laughs> and when you're willing, listen, to commit to the local church, 
You commit your time, you commit your talent, you commit your finances, you commit everything. Then we'll be the church that God has created us to be. But it takes every single one of us. I'll wait while you clap your hands. I'll wait. It takes every single one of us pulling together to do our part, to do what it is that God has called us to do, that we can go and make disciples and teach them to obey all things, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach them to do all things. And Jesus said, here's, here's probably the best part. He said, and lo, I am with you always. That word lo means listen up. Don't forget it. Remember, I'm with you always. That's good news. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.